Hello everybody, uh, my name is Geraldine Creighton. I am a member of the Emmanuel community in Ireland and I work as a pharmacist in St John's Hospital in Limerick. So throughout the pandemic, when they are on the front line with my colleagues, nurses and doctors and all healthcare workers, um, yeah, through the pandemic, thinking of uh, all the world, all we're, all we're facing and um, keeping, I suppose, keeping close to the Lord and close to people to help um, bring healing and uh, to accompany uh, everybody through through the pandemic as much as, as we can uh, through our work. So I do thank people for the prayers for healthcare workers. We need it. We need it even more now because we are all quite tired. But thank you and please pray for us as we are praying for you. I'm a member of the, uh, as I said, the Emmanuel community in Ireland, which is part of a global uh, international community, Catholic community in over uh, 60 countries around the world. And in fact, next year we celebrate 50 years of our existence. And of course, the word Emmanuel, uh, God with us. And in Hebrew, as I like to think about it, it says, with is us, with us is God. With us is God. So if God is with us, who can be against us? He has given us so much. He's loved us so much. And he walks with us in every moment. So he's walking with us, not only the community, but of course, every single person. God is with us. And the possibility for us is that we can allow him to be with us. When I was thinking about Christmas and reflecting on what it means this year and this year still in, in pandemic, I was thinking a lot about um, John the Baptist. And we've been listening and we've been traveling through Advent, of course, with Mary, John the Baptist, Elizabeth, uh, St. Joseph. But John the Baptist was there in a particular way at the start of the Advent journey, saying, prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way. And in Luke's Gospel, uh, St. Luke uh, chapter 3, um, he's saying this, you know, the time of John proclaimed baptism for repentance, so people would obtain forgiveness. And it says, um, prepare the way, make his path straight. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And it talks about in that piece afterwards that um, people asked John the Baptist, what should I do, what should I do, what should I do? And he gave different answers to different people. Some people he said, and people asked him firstly, he said, you know, what do we do? He said, if you have two coats, give one away. And then he said to the tax collectors, you know, what must I do? And he said, you know, collect, you know, do your job, but don't extort. So do your job, don't extort. And then the soldiers, and I was really surprised at this one, actually, that the Roman soldiers, who was the enemy, really, and non-Jews, Gentiles listening to John the Baptist, and they also said, what about us? They were really struck by his message, so the people near and the people far away in a certain sense. Um, and he said to them, don't take anything by force, don't threaten people by denouncing them falsely. And then he said something like, be content with your pay. And this was something that, this last line, be content with your pay, really stuck with me, because, you know, we spent a lot of our time trying to get more and more and more. And of course, that sometimes is good. For example, a better education, a better um, money in order to provide for our families, in order to uh, improve ourselves, we get a better education. Um, we try to improve our diet by getting um, better food, better quality food where we can afford it or um, 
So it's sometimes it's, it's good to look to you know to want more. But John is advising if we want to prepare the way for the Lord, we we we're called to be content, to be content with what we have. And I think really this was probably the real real secret of um, Bethlehem. The real secret of Mary and Joseph arriving in there with um, no room at the inn. And there they were, led to where the animals would sleep. And it was there in the hay that Jesus was was born. Be content. Be content with what you have. Be content. And in reflecting on all of this, I, I was drawn really to John Paul, to St. John Paul II. Um, I had the privilege of meeting him in 1998. And it was a beautiful moment, two moments actually, in, in 98. Um, which was, oh, sorry, it was 1999, sorry. Two moments in 99. And um, the first I, I received communion from him, Holy Communion uh, in St. Peter's. And as I received the host, Jesus, in, in the Blessed Sacrament, all I saw was Pope, the Pope looking intently at the host as he gave the host to me. And in his all of his actions was this action of adoration. And of course, when we think of adoration, we think of uh, the adoration of the Magi at, uh, at Bethlehem, the adoration of the, the, the shepherds at Bethlehem, and of course, the adoration of Joseph and Mary, the wonder, the wonder, the wonder. And there's a beautiful poem from, from uh, John Paul. I have a book called uh, The Place Within, which is the poetry of um, Pope John Paul II. I actually got it in, in America. And I haven't really seen it in Ireland at all, but I do recommend, if you can get a chance, to, to read some of his poems, The Place Within, and they're translated um, from, from Polish. And it takes poetry written from his life, from the start of his life as a young man. And we know he str- had a lot of struggles he would, with the seminaries being closed and everything by the, the Nazis, and his having to work in a mine, even though he was a seminarian. And he had all of that journey of a struggle of life, losing his, his mother, losing his father, um, brother, then he's all alone. But in, it, it just captures a lot of his thoughts and feelings. But this, I'm going to just share a couple of little bits from not not all the poems, but bits of the poems. Just that we would refl- continue reflection just on on, on the, the crib scene at Christmas. So this is taken from uh, part seven of song of the inexhaustible sun. If, at its greatest, love is simple and desire most simple in yearning, then no wonder God desired acceptance from simple men, their souls made of white, but no words for their love. Then when he gave us love wrapped in its simple charms, in poverty, poverty and hay. The mother took the baby and rocked him in her arms, and in a jerkin tenderly she tucked his little feet. O miracle, wonder of wonders, that I with my humanity should shield God while his love shields me with his martyrdom. And here in this beautiful poem, it describes the simplicity 
of heart that God wants from us. Be content. Be content with what you have. Be simple. And he talks about you know the the, the adoration that 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 Jesus received from people of whose souls were. He says he describes it as their souls made of white. In other words, this this purity of spirit, this simplicity of heart. Um, and that they didn't need words to adore God, their very presence. And sometimes when we look at the crib, you know, sometimes it's it's our it's our looking actually is the adoration, not our words. And it's like looking at a little newborn baby. You know, you just people just say, Oh, I do I adore this new child born into the world and into our family. And and because there's no words for adoration. Just the looking and the looking is is loving. And he says, Oh miracle wonder of wonders and in another poem he talks a lot a little bit more about the hay and i was again very struck by it by this and this is again part of a, a another poem uh, of his and it's just a tiny little section called the shores of silence and in this poem he said this is beautiful now i adore you fragrant hay because in you no pride ripens as in ears of corn. I adore you fragrant hay because you cuddled a barefoot baby manger born. So in the simplicity of the things we have, just as they are, content with what we are, where we live, who's in our family, who's even present with us during this COVID, another COVID Christmas, who can visit us, who is allowed in, how many people can have our home, be content. Be content because we will be visited by the barefoot baby manger born. The most important one is coming. He will come in those who come. He will be present in those who visit. He will be present in those who phone us or make contact over the internet on, uh, on, on internet calls and videos. He will be present, the barefoot baby. The baby who was happy to be barefoot with very, very little. And third poem then um, from John Paul talks about Mary and again it's beautiful it's called her amazement at her only child and you can imagine then Mary looking adoring looking at uh, Jesus and I'll just read a little bit of this in that little town my son where they knew us together, you called me mother. But no one had eyes to see the astounding events as they took place day by day. Your life became the life of the poor. In your wish to be with them through the work of your hands, I knew. The light that lingered in ordinary things, like a spark sheltered under the skin of our days, that light was you. It did not come from me. And I had more of you in that luminous silence than I had of you as the fruit of my body, my blood. So here John Paul is recalling this was the emotions of Mary looking at her son. At this stage he's older now, he's working away, you know, the work of his hands as, as a carpenter. But he wanted to live, he wanted to live among the poor. And who, who, who are the ones who are poor? I am poor. When am I poor? I'm poor 
maybe when I'm content with with what I have. I'm poor when I realize, actually, you know what? I'm not so great. I'm a struggle. I sin. I don't do the right things all the time. But Jesus comes right into that poverty. This is where he, he prefers to be. This is his favorite place, is to be with the poor. The ones who know their need of change, their need of something new and know that in themselves they cannot provide it. The last thought then is a poem, another poem, by Oscar Romero, Bishop of San Salvador, who was martyred. And this again captures a little bit about what we're called to live, I believe. No one can celebrate a genuine Christmas without being truly poor. The self-sufficient, the proud, those who, because they have everything, look down on others, those who have no need even of God, for them there will be no Christmas. Only the poor, the hungry, those who need someone to come on their behalf will have that someone. That someone is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Without poverty or spirit, there can be no abundance of God. So I'm going to finish with a prayer for you, for me, for our families, for the place where we live, for our neighbours, for our community, for our countries, for our world, that we will become poorer in the sense of realising that we are not all self-sufficient. We cannot provide everything for ourselves. That we need, we need God to come. We need God to come. Or to send us someone who comes in the name of God. Who brings what we are lacking. Brings that part. Uh, that newness. That uh, direction. That hope. Forgiveness. That life that we need that it tastes of the abundance of God that overflows and overflows and never stops giving. So Lord Jesus, little one in the crib, barefooted baby, tucked away in the manger, hear our prayer, accept our love, deepen our love for you, deepen our love for our families and help us bring your love and light and warmth to all those around us this Christmas. Amen. Final sharing is a, a, a song, a hymn, Away in the Manger. It's the American version of it, just to keep our thoughts and hearts and minds on Jesus. It's uh, sung by Phil, um, Phil Wickham, and it's called Away in a Manger Forever. Amen. Have a very happy, blessed joyful, family-filled, content Christmas.
Thank you. 